It's the Staley Bridge Celtic Lockdown Podcast, sponsored by Olds Beer and More and the Celtic Beer Hut. Aha! Stay tuned for more. So we're here on the episode six of the Staley Bridge Celtic Lockdown Podcast, and we're here with uh, John Reed. So I'd just like to welcome Reedy onto the podcast. Um, I'm sure we've got lots to talk about. Uh, the episode is sponsored by Olds Beer and More and the Celtic Beer Hut. Their socials will be in the description and on the video. Um, just go and give them a follow on their socials. The Old Beer More is a new bottle shop that's going to be open up in Market Street in Staley Bridge. So make sure you pay a visit when it's open. Celtic Beer Hut hopefully reopens when uh, we're back playing. Before we start with your managerial career, just tell us a bit about your playing background. Yeah, yeah. Um, started very young, like I did with my managerial career. <laughs> I uh, I made my debut with the Thorn Colour in the old Yorkshire League when I was 17. Um, and then obviously uh, I got picked up by York City. I think I made something like 40 odd games with them. Um, and then to be honest with you, I got I got re um but I got, believe it or not, I'd got chance to go and work for the gas board. Uh, and Frickley offered me an incredible contract. So I, I went back playing part-time football and uh, I, I'm working full-time for Gasboard. And as daft as it sounds, Andrew, probably doubled my money. Right. Because, I mean, I mean, we're going back, well, what, I was 18, so 51, 69, that'd be uh, 25 quid a week, my wages. Right. Then I went to Frickley uh, and we finished second in the mid- the old Midland League, which would be probably what the conference premier is now, actually. Right. It was a fantastic league. Uh, and, then, and then I went to play for Worksop. Um, and then uh, I went to join Mick Hughes at Denneby when I was 26 to our player coach. I, I, I took my prelim badges very early with the... Uh, a legend, as I call him, Mick Hennigan. I don't know if you remember Mick Hennigan, Leeds United. And um, after 12 games, the sack the manager asked me to go into temporary charge. And now at 69, I've never come away from it. So it's been, a, it's been an incredible journey, really. Yeah. Um, we just had a little bit of a chat then about your playing career. Um you you fell into your managerial managerial career after just doing your badges and uh, after being asked to take temporary charge of a club. Uh, what has it been like? What was it like that taking temporary charge of a club early on in your career? Um, well, it was made a lot easier because I had a, a tremendous assistant manager, a, a lad called John Kirk, who he he went to Wembley with me with Bridlington, so. John was just fantastic. And I've got to tell you this funny story because we took over and um, the first week, I mean, I was playing obviously regular. I mean, not without being silly, I was banging goals in and like that. You, you'd look at cheat and you'd go, them three, they'll be on every week. Anyway, I didn't feel well that week. And on the Tuesday and Thursday, I didn't train. Uh, but after, on the Friday, I felt really well and me and John obviously were talking and saying about the team for tomorrow, which were against my old team. My first ever semi-pro team were Thorn Colliery. 
so you, as you can appreciate, Andrew, I was desperate to play. Yeah. So anyway, we gets to the ground and I said, well, this is how we want to do it, John. Every game we come, we'll come an hour before the players. Me and you will go into manager's office and we'll discuss what we think the team. So I said, but when you, you arrive, I'll have your team on paper and I'll have mine on paper. So that's what we did. Anyway, I said, go on then, John. Seeing as it's first time together in our first match, you tell me what your team is. He says, no, you tell me what yours is. So I told him my team and said, right, well, I've got nine, I've got 10 players exactly the same as you. I've got one, unfortunately, who I haven't put on the team. And I said, all right, go on then, tell me, thinking any anybody else other than me. And he went, <laughs> it's, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think it's fair that, that you're playing. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, let me put another way for you. He said, if any other player had not trained Tuesday, Thursday and turned up on Saturday, would you play him? And I went, no. And that were it. So we both had a laugh and he put me on, so I were on bench, fortunately. Somebody got injured in the first half and I went on and we won 3-1. So <laughs> I think that was the start of it for me. And, and I always say John Kirk takes a lot of credit of, of what he did with me because, as I say, um, it, it were new to me. I think I think it was one of the. I don't know if it's the most even now, but in them days, I'm sure it was youngest ever manager at that level. Right. And uh, we we had a fantastic first season. Like I say, when we took over, we played seven, lost six, drawn one, and we missed promotion by one point. So, um, you know, it were it were it were great, and we had. Two or three more seasons, and then, like I say, other opportunities came along, and we we obviously went elsewhere. Where did you move on after there? I knew you'd ask me that. <laughs> now then, got to get this right. That, that's the trouble with me with my flipping memory. So obviously, that would be at, at um, twenty-six. <clears throat> It must have been. It must have been rather Retford, which again, again, I only were there a season. We won the league. Do you know what? I'd have to. Ch I'd have to really check that. Okay. Yeah, I should have done a bit more homework for you. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we'll we'll move on a bit a bit further. Then you you mentioned that you you, you won the league at at, at that club then. One of your highlights of your career must be when you got to the final of the FA Vars with Bridlington. I think you just mentioned it then. What was that like? Well, it was incredible. You know, it, it done, it, nothing can prepare you for it because we had a lovely chairman who everybody knows. I mean, it's no hidden fact. Um, you know, we had really massive money. There were no two ways about it. And uh, Ken Richardson was a very, very wealthy man back in 1990 worth 24 million. Um, right. So, to be fair to him, he, he, you know, I mean, if anything, he used to say to me, John, you won't come, you won't come to me for anybody. I said, I don't need anybody. We're top at league, we're in four cup finals. I said, you know, we're going to Wembley. What do I need to change? Yeah, but sometimes it's good to freshen up. I says, no, I'm an old school manager. Uh, if your team's doing well and your players are doing well, I never used to change things, Andrew, as you probably realise that. But 
he took us down to um, a, a, a beautiful hotel. This is how good it was. Staying there because they were playing uh, Crystal Palace on the Saturday with Manchester City. And uh, I'm not kidding. It was just incredible. We stayed there Thursday and Friday. And then Friday, you were allowed... One team were allowed to go around Wembley and soak it all up all in the morning. And one went in the afternoon. And uh, I enjoyed that as much as I did match. It was it just incredible, honestly, mate. You know, I had to laugh because John Kirk, he were right, he were right, funny lad, and he, he had every trick going. And this big, massive plaque all around the ground on the Friday saying, please do not take a ball on the pitch. What does John Kirk have up his backside or, or back of his shirt? He's got all this smallish ball. And he just shouted to all the lads, now then, yeah, lads, just to make sure Kirk, he gets the first goal at Wembley. He had this plastic ball in back at net. Well, I'm not kidding. There were like three groundsmen got round him in about the space of about a minute. And they said, wow. And he just said, oh, I'm sorry, I missed him. And they said, no, you, you did miss him. But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it was just an incredible journey. I mean, that journey coming out after you'd done your team talk and at 10 to 3, walking up them, this, the, you know, this, the, the, the tunnel onto the pitch. You don't realise how steep that is as well. Oh, well, it's not there now, they all went live up. And then just to, even though there are only 13,000 there, it would just, I couldn't control myself. I just cried and cried and cried. Their manager loved it. They were laughing, and, but everybody's emotions are different, aren't they, Andrew? Yeah. Um, Sorry, go on. You, you mentioned uh, about. Uh, being an old school manager, how would you describe yourself to people that may not know you, uh, as you sort of uh, your style and stuff like that? And also, one mentioned to me that you hated losing, and you'd be you and you and Atco would come in very angry if you'd lost a game, and be kicking and shouting and stuff like that. Oh yeah, we are. If you can find anybody who, who reacts different, any any nicer or any worse, sorry than me. You know, I, I'm like the non-league Neil Warnock. There's no two ways about that. Uh, crazy. Absolutely. I remember once, I'll tell you this, and, and I had to apologise to the lad a bit. bit, bit and we were, this was when I was manager of, of Ghoul Town. And uh, we'd played away at um, somewhere in the central Midlands. I blew my memory anyway. We played this League Cup game and we lost 3-2. And uh, we didn't play particularly well either, but we lost 3-2. And um, when we were in the dressing rooms, one of the subs, bless him, he'd gone and got all everybody a cup of tea. We're in winter, we're freezing. And he were just about to start passing them. And, and, and because we'd lost, that's all it was. He, he, he were near enough, just a yard away where I, I could get to him. And I said, the heck, I, I've got to say heck for over the yeah. I said, what the heck are you doing here? This is getting lads a cup of tea. And I said, what we've lost to you doing? You're getting him a cup of tea. And I hit this tray of drinks and it sprayed all over hot tea for over about five or six players. And, uh, and, and then the chairman came in and said, oh, Johnny, it's wages. So you can take them. They're not having any wages for today. We've got beat, Mike. They're not having any wages. Take it away. I'll I'll talk to you before Thursday training, and we'll come up with some plan about the money. But if they're not getting it tonight, I can assure you now. I'm not filling their pockets. The money. Now, uh, just to 
finish that story is that what we did then is I said to Mike on the Thursday, um, we've got we had a real top of league um, game uh, on the Saturday, and I said if they win Saturday, you can give them double money, and that's what they did. And I can't remember which, we beat somebody something like four or five nil, and they got double money. But yeah, horrible is the word I can only say that to you. Somebody once. Um, filmed me doing a team talk for Harrogate Town in the old Unibond Division 1 and it were a West Riding Cup game, it didn't have anything the thing was, we won 1-0 against a, a team about three leagues below but we played horrendous and I have not kidding, it was embarrassing having, having somebody watch, film me then showing you what you did after game, honestly embarrassing no other word for it, but no, awful, awful. And, and and to be honest with you, Andrew, not that much better now. <laughs> <laughs> when you were when you mentioned about um, it's it's quite interesting when you mentioned about saying that when the players got their wages and you'd say like oh they're not allowed them. How can you sort of describe football now? Be still being involved compared to to back then because. I don't think you'll find a lot of teams these days that would go, you're not allowed your wages on and stuff. I've heard plenty of stories in the past of people not giving wages out for stuff like that. But it's changed a lot now, football, especially in non-league. I, I totally and utterly agree with 100%. Um, no, players' players' attitude have changed differently. Players, in my opinion now, in a lot of, not only non-league, even football league, players have a lot more power than they ever had did when I had my first few years in management. And um, no, I, I would say I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to get away with that. Because first thing they'll do, they could say, well, we'll go to PFA or we'll go to Players Union. They won't think, they won't think twice, Andrew. Yeah. But that tells you that back in them days. It, to be honest, their attitudes were, were fantastic. It, it, there's no other word for it compared to today. Because it's really a trophy, Andrew. People used to sign for me in, in for many, many years just to play with my teams. Now they only come for one thing and that's the pay packet. Yeah. It is. Money, money talks now, mate. Yeah, it does. Um, before we move on to Staley Bridge... Um... We'll go to Harrogate Town, which another club you mentioned. Uh, you had a few good seasons there. One of them, you won the league in 2001, I think it was. Um, 2001, 2002, yeah. Yeah, how, how, how was it managing Harrogate Town? Because they're a good, I mean, they're a good team now, but they're a good team then as well. Magnificent club, run by, and I went to his funeral last year, bless him. Uh, it's some, I always say he's the best chairman at Ever, I've ever worked with people don't know what it were like behind the scenes people always used to say oh he's a big head from me when he were at Leeds United blah 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 but Bill Fotherby was the most sweetest lovable man I've ever come across in football you know he had the, all the right skills he didn't need to talk to me when we were winning games and drawing games but it were the ones when you lost and he could see that I were down and he used to drag me into his office and he, he used to just say, look, you know, it's part of football, blah, blah, blah. And and I always remember one particular season, I think it was my third season in, we had a, a terrible, 
a, a terrible run. And as you know now, Andrew, if you lose six games on trot nowadays, you get sacked, don't you? Yeah. 99%. I always remember we were playing um, Prescott Cables at home. And um, I was walking past this. He, he had these. He had a fantastic uh, sponsorship uh, lounge, which he called it. That was his office. As I got halfway past it, we lost five hundred pounds. I thought, lose today, definitely. I'll be, I'll be gone. And it, all of a sudden, I had this rattle on window, and it was Mister Fotherby. And I never ever called him anything other than Mister Fotherby or Mister Chairman. Um, he gave me a curl finger and I, I just turned around to um, to, uh, to Mark Atkins and I said, I think that's me done now, mate. Anyway, I went in and he said, come in, sit down. He says, here, have a nice whiskey. And I said, well, I don't, shouldn't be having whiskey before again. He says, well, you do because you need to settle your nerves because you've walked past my, uh, my office, he said, and it looks like you're going to Chambers to be home. <laughs> says, listen he said look I can tell you now if I'm here another 10 years you'll be with me I can tell you now because there's no board of directors I own the club I love you we get going fantastic he said we'll sort it out get that team talk done now like you've always done for me and we won I think we won 3-0 and I always remember him for that I did in fact I was talking to his family his funeral and I was telling them story and they were all crying, all yeah. of them. And Incredible so, yes, story. It, it was a brilliant thing, and to win it league, I mean, it, it, it's lovely for me now because even now, we, me and Mr. Fotherby, we're the only two people who've taken a title for Harrogate down in the 100-year history. Nobody's ever won a league, even now after us. And, uh, and also, it, after I think it, it was 16 years since they'd won the West Riding Cup. And uh, the the following season we won we won in fact we won it two a year on trot so uh, marvelous times and you can see now when I went when I came to join Staley Bridge and Fortune Bill fell out with me and uh, we didn't talk for about eight months until we played Harrogate at Staley Bridge and it was coming down tunnel and he was going to ignore me and I thought no I'm not having that because for six years he was a wonderful person to me. And uh, I just stopped him and held him, held his shoulders and said, come on, Mr. F, we've got to put this behind us, you know, look at all them fantastic times we had and, you know, please let's, let's get back talking and be friends. And the day he died, we, I used to go and see him every month without fail. I used to drive to Harrogate from Doncaster. We'd, we'd have an afternoon and all, you can imagine, all we talked about was football. Yeah. He loved it. He loved it. He used to say, oh, I look forward to that. When you ring and say, I'm coming to see you, says, I always used to say to, to, to me, one of his daughters, Lynn, make sure you get everything ready for John, blah, blah, blah. And then we always used to finish off with a, a malt whiskey before I drove home. It's <laughs> <laughs> an incredible story. Um, when Before we move on to the joining Staley Bridge, I think one of the, I mean, I think you beat us twice in that season. Uh, before you joined, um, yeah. but there was a game where you played us in the trophy, I believe, where you were two 0 up. Do you remember that? I do, yeah, yeah. And you come back and beat us, and I think it was something like tenth minute of injury time. You, you got a winner. Unbelievable, yeah. 
Yeah. So we move on to, to joining Stalebridge and it's no secret that it was put on record that Stalebridge put on an incredible offering for you to yes. come and join because it was quite a shock when you was flying at Harrogate to come and join a team that looked stricken for relegation. Um, what, what was that like? And, and, and sort of take us through the great escape, as they call it. Yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of people don't realise, but obviously people behind the scenes like Rob Gorski and certainly Peter Denley, they were tremendous. They, 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 had, they, they played their part because obviously... You, know, you can imagine when, when we came, you look at that table and I don't, well, Pete Dunley said, we've brought you in to um, get us back up next year. And I went, 17 matches to go. He went, yeah, I know there is, but look at that league table. I said, well, do you know what? I'll be able to get three or four absolute quality players in within, within weeks if you can obviously give me the, the support financially. And then he obviously, obviously always has to talk to Rob and uh, they did that. They, they went, they bent over backwards for the people I brought in. And I knew, I knew what we'd do. And I looked at all, all what we've got left. I looked, I went from top to bottom and you can't always do it like that. But there weren't many I got wrong and I thought, well, we can get a point there. We can get three, three there, blah, blah, blah. But we might not get nothing there. And I said to Pete, and he'll tell you, Pete, bless him, uh, I ain't seen him for ages. He's still alive, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I said to him, we'll have a right chance. And, and I remember Mark Hacking, when I was going home, he said, you're absolutely crackers, really. We can't do that. Can't, we can't keep these up. And I said, we can. We definitely can. And I think it was, I'm 99% certain, the first game, we, we trained on the Thursday and... I remember going home with Mark, he kind of said, read it, these are rubbish, mate. They're rubbish. And we lost 2-0 at home on the Saturday to Hinkley. And I, I'd managed to then to get about four in for the Monday night away at Bradford Park Avenue. Yeah. And we won 1-0. Scott Bonsall, I think, scored goal. And uh, and then it, 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 you could feel it. Because what I did, I just got fighters. I didn't get skillful players because... We just played a straight, straight four-four-two system, and uh, you know we used to put it into them channels. And uh, and all my career, I'll tell you now, if people haven't got de determination, desire, work rate, they're no good for me. And that's what I brought in. I think the best signing I ever thing, and and I'm actually his assistant manager now at Belford. Well, Grant Black. You know, he played for me at Harrogate and then he, after Staley Bridge, he came with me to Buxton. He, he was just fantastic, brilliant signing. And even Paul Sykes, people like that, you know, became a legend at Staley Bridge. Yeah. And uh, it was just an incredible four month, wherever it was, January, February, March, April. Yeah, four months. It was amazing. And when, we got, when we got on that run, oh, it was, it was. There was no, and I keep saying this to many, many people. It was just like being in, involved in a league title. Just to get out of the bottom three. For us to finish fourth, we, we, won the, we won the league, in my opinion, by all means. And that, that night against Hucknall, when we won Tuna, that were as special to me as, as like I say, um, walking out at Wembley. And that, that's a massive statement, really, isn't it? 
yeah. for, non, for a non-league person. But it, it were amazing. And, and oh, I mean, I, I, I made myself look an absolute idiot because I, I threw my shirt at fans. And there I am, we are flipping 40-odd-year-old belly on me. So, but, you know, the fans, they, they, they were a nice, hardcore of fans and they used to come away with us and they used to get behind the lads. And uh, it was fabulous. It, it really was. And uh, it made that decision to move from Arrogate to Staley Bridge, you know, it, 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 when people say, any regrets? And, and I, I haven't got any regrets. I haven't. You know, it, people say you probably would have won league with Arrogate if you'd have stayed. But like I said to them, well, I won league with Staley Bridge, keeping them, getting them out of them, that bottom three when it looked incredibly impossible. So, no, fabulous. Absolute three years of pure pleasure. That's good to hear. I mean, I've got a couple of uh, things that people have sort of, sort of remind you of. At Scarborough away when Matty Barlow scored. 94th minute. What a goal. What a goal that was. Amazing. I can, I can remember I, I was nearly in on centre circle when, but while they were celebrating our lads. It was <laughs> incredible. Fantastic. But do, do you realise though, Andrew, or does people not realise, well, that, that was actually the game that actually relegated Scarborough. Yeah. And the funny part about this, what not many people know was, when at Scarborough, sorry, at Staley Bridge, when they, after the, thank you, for the third season, when they said they weren't renewing my contract, Scarborough uh, chairman rang me and said, the job's yours, John. And then, Two weeks later, it were on calendar. They closed all doors and they went out of business. So I didn't get yeah. the chance to manage them because I, I, I did say to him, "Oh, I definitely come here." Yeah, but he, he couldn't do so. But yeah, uh, marvelous that goal. I remember it as if it were yesterday. He must have been 20, 22 yards out, and he just rifled it top corner. Um, and another one is a. Uh... The scenes when you won at Bradford, do you remember them? You thought we won't World Cup, like you said. Um, not only for, for the players as well, because all the Staley Bridge fans were behind dugout where we were. And um, as soon as that whistle went, like I say, you'd have thought we'd won title. And it were great. We were all, everybody were hugging. I didn't know anybody then. I'd only been there a few days and... Uh, yeah, and you, you just got that feeling to say there's going to be something special here, and, and it, yeah. it, it were a fact. And like I say, I'll say it again: them fans they played a massive part in it. Yeah, when I mean, you mentioned the fans, I was going to talk to you about that. Um, I, when a lot of the fans talk about staying in the bridge, they talk about John Reed and and how he how they connected with him. Just describe how how it was to be on that sort of level with them. I mean, I hear all sorts of stories about you going on the coaches to, and giving them beer money and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true that I did, actually. Yeah. yeah. You, have, you have so many fond memories of you. Yeah, I mean, I used to really love to mingle with them afterwards in bar and, you know, there were some real characters. and Yeah, fantastic. Like I say, Staley Bridge is one of them them clubs were okay were short at three seasons but it's up there it's got to be up there with, with probably one of the best teams I've ever I've ever managed because of the facilities are fantastic like I say great backroom staff 
you know, one of the best physios I've ever worked with, Dave Pover. Absolutely amazing. Man. Great board members. Uh, Rob Gorski got a lot of respect for Rob, always will. Uh, and, and as I say, uh, it, I never used to get tagged. Lads used to be on the way, and I never got a chance to talk to lads because I were always talking to fans, but they were so friendly. You know what I mean? And they used yeah. to, one or two used to have a bit of fun with me, say, oh, you know, you lads across the border, you're up north, you know, <laughs> take it, Mickey, how we talk and everything. So, but yeah, brilliant, absolute brilliant. That's the first thing you want as a manager. You, you, you want to be, you want to be loved. And yeah. I felt loved at, at Staley Bridge, you know, and I always remember when we did achieve the great escape and somebody, Sent me some photos of a lamppost around Daily Bridge with that great escape. Uh, <laughs> and they, they took his, his face off and put mine on. And uh, I thought oh, that, that was absolutely amazing. And, and if, you know, if I, if I see him anytime, you know, I'd, I'd always get a, a nice, warm welcome. Yeah. I mean, the um, that's one of the, the best things about non league, I'd probably say, is when not just at Staley Bridge, but when you're at a place where you connect with fans and that's sort of why people go to non-league because you're all sort of a big family. That's absolutely right, man. And to be honest with you, I don't know if they take it wrong way, but never had that at Harrogate because, I mean, Harrogate and, and Staley Bridge are completely different or, or they were in them days. I mean, we used to get 350 hardcore and uh, it, they, weren't, they never used to chant or anything and, uh, you know... The, Used to talk quite posh, and there were no, there were not when you went in bar, there were nobody. Oh, really? Come here and let's have a laugh, and blah blah blah. There were none of that. Yeah. And and Staley Bridge were like Ghoul. I mean, Ghoul were a fantastic club for fans as well. We had, I had some amazing times with there, and uh, and uh, my youngest daughter, uh, Rachel, she used to come with me. And, uh, oh, she used to love it on bus on away trips, uh, and we used to have to say to them. Don't you don't you dare tell your mum you've had a bit of a summer to drink because you're only 14. <laughs> but lads used to get on like, oh look at what they'd give her a cannon. Oh yeah. That's, that fan fans make it for me, Andrew. And that's why when Blackie said uh, to go to her, I mean, I know for a fact then they get four or five hundred on a regular basis. Yeah. And they're they're very helpful because Belpa were great for me when I were at Arrogate because we won title at Belpa <laughs> in 2002. Yeah, incredible how it was round. But yeah, you know, if you, if you said to me, who's the best fans you, you've, you've out of all your career? I think Staley might just tip the scales. I'm sure they'd love that. Um, yeah. Another one from your time um, was a run in the League Cup that the conference ran. Um, well, we got to final. Yeah, and it ended with, 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 with away at Woking. Uh, we we lost one nil at home. We were at home. It were at Staley Bridge. Right. We got beat one nil, but it were a great achievement. But uh, yeah, for for Staley Bridge to to like say space of what what were it eighteen months gone from where they had and then they've got a cup final. It were it were fabulous. We'll we'll talk about a bit of your play your players and stuff like that at Staley Bridge um, in a moment. But I, I got told to mention about Mark Mark Atkins as well. 
Apparently, yeah. the best performance he ever had was away and away when at, at Morecambe Town. What was it uh, at Morecambe? Sorry, not Morecambe Town. What was it yeah, like to be with Mark Atkins? They were unbelievable. He just made that ball talk. It was just such a shame that his his crucial give way like it did because. He, he could have played on for another five, six years. He, he was colossal. But that particular one game away at Morecambe midweek, he was unbelievable. You looked at him and you thought, well, oh, he could still play in second division, this kid. Yeah. And you took him on as your assistant, is that right? Right, yeah. 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 So, talking more about your plays and, sort of, uh, and stuff like that at Celtic, who was the best player you think you've you had at Celtic at the time in them three years? Oh, that's good. Well, what people, the fans are going to like this, but I mean, you know, for me, what he, he gave and what he, the example he gave out to all his teammates, Kevin Parr must be one of the best. You know, and Kev Parr possibly, second season in particular, he, he would probably on bench more time than he did. But you know what? That kid never made a muff. He never made a moan. He never came to see me in my office. I used to put him on and he like a tiger. He, he let him let him loose and it it's it just it just rubbed up on, on everybody else. So I, I'd have to say Kev Parr for his all round of love for the club and things like that. Ability wise, um, Lee Lee Ellington must have been one at best. Great, yeah. uh, Andy Parton. I know we didn't have him long from Scunthorpe. He made a big, big difference. And obviously, got to give Craig Dutton a mention, you know, keeper. Craig was fantastic when he played for us. Um, ben Smith, another great lad, local lad, I think. Did he play for both Oldham? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I did. Oh, Scott Bonzel. You could have put him in, like I said to you earlier. Uh, I, I always said one of the best ever were Grant Black and he walked you just you just put his number two on him, and you used to say to anybody, "Well, he'll get eight out of ten at least," and that's how he walked. Yeah, his bad games were eight out of ten. They used to get nines and tens, and again, my kind of player because he had that. You know, when people talk to you about um, individual um, determination and work rate, that's a fact. You can, you, you, as a manager, uh, you can play a big part in both of them. What you can't play a big part in, you can't play any part in, is personal desire. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. And I was fortunate as a as a as a footballer, I had that desire and I never lost it. And I, I still haven't got it. I still haven't lost it till today. You know, when we go back at Belper, I I did one session on a Saturday morning before we all um, the lockdown affected us all and. I, my first thing, at least I, the good thing is I knew about six players who played for me at various clubs. And I said, well, the one thing about me is I just, I'm on about you as, a, as players. Um, I can help you in every single way you want. But I can't help you in desire, personal desire. I can't help you. But I said, I'm old school. I won't change. I know uh, coaching's changing. Uh, dramatically, because I've seen some of these UA for B and UA for A things, what they do now, Andrew, and it's totally different. 
But the lads at, at both at Chorlane and Gainsborough, when I, I when I were Craig Elliott's assistant and Lee Sinnott's assistant, I were totally in charge of training, and I used to run them ragged, no messing. I used to say to them, "You'll moan, but all I want you to do is you just keep going, it's going keep till you go till you drop. If you drop, then well, that will sort you out. But you're going to work hard because if you're fit and you're organised." And that's down to your manager, your assistant manager. You're halfway there. The ability side, you can't talk about that. Once you cross that white line, there's nothing you can do about it. But that, them qualities, as I say, work rate, desire, massive words in my dressing room. As you know, I used to have that thing and I had it in Staley Bridge um, dressing room. Winners never quit. Quits, quitters never win. And I used to, Plug it every single game we went. I used to just say, before you go out, just remember they're up there. And, and yeah. you know what? In all them years, because they went, they went, it went all over with me. Everywhere I went, I put it up. Because um, I used to take it. I used to take the board away with me when I, when I, when we parted. Yeah. <laughs> I used to put it up, and and I still believe in it today. I really yeah. do. Honestly. You know do, what? Do you know Sorry, go on. It's on. still up in the Stanley Celtic changing room. Is it, man? Yeah. That's that's incredible. I'm I'm chuffed to death about that. That is great. That I, I know it is at Bridge because I've, 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 I've I know Pete uh, Twaithwaite, the, the, the chairman there. He's he's tried to get me a few times, and sometimes when I work because I used to be a salesman, I used to be on the East Coast. Matt, me and Clive Freeman used to go and meet at Bridge, and, and it's still there in their dressing room as well. So it's great. It's amazing. I know it's, it's that is sort of a, a, probably a really good thing to hear that like a bit of your legacy is probably left behind in, in them changing yeah. rooms as well. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd hope before uh, my time's finished, uh, I'd hope to hopefully bring a team back to Staley Bridge, whether it be Belper, if if we can get up in. Uh, but I think they'll nil and void the league this year, uh, this this yeah. week, I think. Yeah, I think they're not avoided. Yeah, they've got to Andrew. We've only played nine games. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we did actually play Belper in pre-season this year. Um, so, I mean, I think I spoke to Blackie and they organised it. So I'm sure we can sort of organise that again for the 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 next season when we eventually get round to that because we're oh, we yeah. that would be great as well. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll probably take a crate of beer for Staley Bridge fans. I'm sure they'll, uh, you'll get a few tickets being sold just for the fact that you'll be there as well. Yeah, it'd be wonderful, like I say. Absolutely fabulous. Fabulous, no other words for it. Um, I know I know. it's not sort of uh, the, what the manager sees the most of, but who would you say the funniest player you had at Celtic was? At Celtic? Oh, that's it. Well... But, um, well, Blackie were quite good. That's a good question. I say what? I mean, Ben Smith were really, he were really funny to me. I, I mean, he's that from Oldham and that. He, 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 were a, he were a proper lad, but Ben. Um, Nick Buxton, he, 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 were a, he were a good lad in dressing room, goalkeeper, and um, when Ben became goalkeeper coach. Yeah, Nick Buxton, he were good. Mark were very um, studious. He wanted everything done properly. 
It was great. I mean, sometimes I used to hate it when we were travelling over for training to Staley Bridge and his phone, or my phone went and it, a lot of the time, Paul Tykes then were a lorry driver <laughs> and it, if it was Tykes, it matter where it, you Crackers, when I put phone down, he'd say, I'm sorry, really, I'm stuck in Carlisle or Scotland. And I'd say, well, there's no you can do, your job's your job. Oh, and then when phone went down, he used to explode in Mark. He'd go <laughs> crazy, honestly. And he'd go, oh, that's, I'm going to spoil it for everybody. I says, no, he ain't, he can't do it about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of any outstanding, you know, somebody what stands out, oh, he was absolutely hilarious. So Scott Bonzel, he liked to laugh. Uh, we used to call Paul Sykes uh, uh, Gippo because of his hair. Uh, <laughs> but again, Paul Sykes, were a, he, in his own way, he were, he were a funny lad as well. So, yeah, I mean, Andrew, as a, a manager, people always used to say to me, uh, when they... When they'd left or I'd moved on and blah, blah, blah. And when we get talking, I used to love it because it made me feel really good because they used to say, oh, your your dressing rooms were the best. They were always the best. And um, uh, that, that that made me feel even better, to be honest. Because like I say, as a manager, as you even know, even in Premier now, if them players turn against you, you have no chance. Yeah, uh, and while you mentioned that, um, I, I think I'll mention this now. Uh, I, I mentioned that you were coming on and doing this podcast. And the former right. Celtic player messaged me, Mark Lees, and oh, said that he Matt had you at Buxton, and he just wanted yeah. me to say hello to you because he uh, he said he was you were such a good good person for his career. Yeah, yeah, good lad, Mark Lees, lovely, lovely lad. Yeah, he's great for me at Staley and Buxton. Yeah, he's still playing now. He was at Matlock last season. Yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, the the last one about Stale Bridge is if you had to pick a five aside team to to go and win a five aside league out your players from the time there, who would you pick? Well, Dukes will be in goal. Two defenders would be uh, well, obviously Grant Black. Uh, I'd probably say Psycho, because Psycho, one of them, he could great centre-half and also a, a great centre-forward. So two, back, two defending players, Blackie and Psycho. Definitely Bono in, Bono's Owen midfield. Uh, is that three? Yeah, one, two, three, four. And then Lee Ellington and Andy Parton up front. Yeah, a good team. Um, so we'll sort of move on to where we are today. Uh, you mentioned about um, some of your previous clubs there. You, you, you've you've sort of gone from a manager to an assistant manager. Is there any reason why you ended up doing that later on in your career? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah, that's a fact that, obviously, age. I'm 69 now, so... Yeah. Um, and I wanted to take that number two role because I'd gone well beyond 2,000 games as a manager. I mean... Yeah, I got I got presented at Birmingham with Peter Taylor, the ex England manager. He presented the, the trophy for reaching two thousand games. That was back in two thousand and ten, I think. Right, or twelve, one of them two, anyway. Um, and and then obviously the, my last uh, post were at Osset. 
town because it's gone. They've, they've joined forces with yeah. Osset Albion now, and they're Osset United, aren't they? Yeah. And and to be honest with you, I was getting fed up of uh, the phone never stopped. Uh, you're always on the go, blah blah blah. And I just said, I just said to Pam, when I finish at Osset, that'll be last time I'll be a manager. Um, and I, I want to go as an assistant manager then from there on. And uh, fortunately, Rudy Funk at Scarborough, he um, he kindly asked me to go to Scarborough as his number two. Um, unfortunately, it didn't last that long. It was only about 12, 14 weeks. But um, as I said to you, I'm old school. Um, some of the things he did, um, just so unprofessional and... I um, always remember we were at Osset, Osset uh, Albion away in a league match, a league cup match, I beg your pardon. And we won 3 1. And um, things that he did things there, you know, it were to do with everything. You know, he just he just had a different way of, of, of um, doing things before the game, after the game. And I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't think they were right. So, just pulled him in the chairman and said, "Look, you know, I'll give it twelve weeks, uh, but I'm just sorry. I'm going to say it to your face because I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to fall out with you, but I don't like what you're doing and and how you run things. And I'm sorry, I, I, and I'm going to leave, and I'm going to leave tonight. I won't be going to Telford at FA Cup on Saturday. And they always blame me for that because they got beat six <laughs> nil. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I couldn't. So anyway." And then, like I say, I've had nice, um, I've had a nice time working with uh, Craig Elliott uh, again. Craig Elliott, were a young lad, yeah. I signed Harrogate when he was seventeen, and he made something like you know, 10, 11 appearances, and then he got a nasty knee injury, and he never really recovered from that. Bless him. But again, look at him now. He's gone. He's at Boston, and uh, he's doing really well. Um, uh, again, he's not a shouter like me. There are many shouters, I don't think, really, to be honest, Andrew. Um, and then, and I loved working with Lee it. I have to say, he was a pleasure to work for. He was so professional. He Everything, uh, when you turned up on a Saturday or a midweek game, I used to think, flipping heck, he, he's amazing, this bloke. No wonder he, he got, he worked for Port, where you were, Port Vale manager and Altrincham manager and uh, Farsi Celtic. But like he said, and it, and it was great when I said to him, oh, you, you know, I really love working with yourself and, uh, you, you know, you're totally different to me. And he just said, yeah, only difference is you, my, my cabinet's not full of 11 league titles. <laughs> 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 so, you know, we're all different, I suppose. But, and, I, and I've loved it. I really have. I, I've loved yeah. being assistant manager. Um, and I'd lo- I'll, I'm really looking forward to helping Grant push Belt because they, they've got they have now got plans in place where they want to be playing Conference North. So yeah, you know. I mean, uh, before we before we before we get to the end, I mean, um, how did it come about that your former player Grant got you in at Belper? Um, very easy. Uh, he, he had a lad called Steve Ridley, who they both played for me at, ben, at uh, Buxton. Steve's a great lad. He was a great player, left left back or left sided player, and he went as player coach 
to build to Belper with Blackie last year or year before. Um, and he got this particular season in the nine games that they had, he'd only featured in I think about three, and he weren't liking it. He want he thought he deserved to be in the team, so he didn't want to fall out with Blackie. Uh, he'd had an offer from Winston Rangers in the northeast counties, and um, he just said to Blackie, I, "I want to go back playing permanent. I'm 36. I ain't going to play many games for you, really." So he went and. As soon as he went, Blackie contacted me and said, can we meet up tomorrow? And we did, and the rest is history. Well, I hope you uh, have some successful times at Balfour as well. Um, and hopefully we'll see you back at Balfour with um, them soon that, enough. Yeah, well, I love it, Andrew, like I say. Um, fabulous people, fabulous times, and yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I just want to thank you for coming on in the but to share some stories with me, I've, been, I've really enjoyed it. And so have I, Andrew. It's been fabulous, mate. Uh, so I wish you all the best and I'll uh, see you soon, Reedy. Yeah, stay safe, mate. Yeah, 